Welcome to Word Time. This is Coach Shelby, the Coach for Christ. And uh, we got a new topic, not a new topic, but an age-old topic that we're going to be discussing with you guys over the next probably uh, guessing five, six, seven, eight, I don't know, a bunch. There's no way we can cover it today. Um, Our goal was to give 30-minute increments of this subject that's uh, so vital today. Um, About 75% of marriages end in divorce, whether it be in the church or whether it be in the world. And uh, we want to talk about those marriages. We want to talk about some of the things and some of the reasons. We have not adhered to the Word of God. And I know that me and John were talking a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he was saying that 10% of the marriages were godly in church. Well, I I disagree with that. And uh, let me say it this way. Maybe I don't disagree, but I I haven't experienced that. Because most of the couples that are together maybe have come together, John, in the fact that we're not going to get a divorce, and we're going to go to church, and we're not going to cuss, and we're not going to drink, we're not going to do all those things, but they're still not fulfilling their role, their call. Um, On a coaching staff, this just kind of came to me, Mm -hmm. we have coaches on a coaching staff that do not do their job, but they're still on the staff, and they don't plan on leaving. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got people that are married and are not planning on leaving, but they're not doing their job. Therefore, there's no fulfillment in that. So a marriage is a a reflection it's a type and a shadow of our relationship with christ and if we truly look at those and uh, you guys know my story i've been through two uh i'm a single guy now that uh uh, much pain because of damage that's been done because of refusal um and it takes two to become one let me say it that way to adhere to god's ways and to pray it through until the anointing gives us the strength and the power to do it but um this relationship with your spouse is something that people can see that should be a reflection of relationship with Christ. And I'm going to ask you this as we start this recording uh, today. What does your Christian walk look like? Mm-hmm. Because your submission to one another, and we'll talk about that, mm-hmm. in your role, husbands, as uh, loving your wife as Christ loves the church, and you women submitting to your husband, not when he's always right, but submitting your submission, subordinate, What does that look like? Because that is a direct reflection of your relationship with Christ. Is your dependency come from the word of word of God? Is your, your, your healing and your hope come from the Holy spirit or does it come from the means of the world? And so sadly, with that being said, if we examine that very close, we would find out without any mercy and grace and we have mercy and grace. We do, but we would find out that most people are completely lost concerning the subject at hand. So that being said, that's kind of my introduction today about marriage, and uh, we'll have many more of these, but uh, I'll let, turn it over to John for a second, and we'll get, if you want to start looking in your Bibles, turn to First Peter in chapter 3 mm-hmm. is uh, the text that we will teach from today. And I think the biggest thing with that for me is the, the, the word submit is such a look down upon word in society, and not just from one gender to another, which we are talking about two genders, not 17 or whatever, um, but submission and and you kind of hit on this but submission has to be to christ first right and if it if you can't submit to christ then you're not going to submit to a husband husbands in verse seven aren't going to submit to their wives rulers submit to you you know who's being ruled and things like that 
Um, and that's what m- most of First Peter is about at the beginning. And, and but we're talking about marriage for a reason. And you know, we have talked about that a lot. Where um, the percentage? What is the percentage? And you know, I kind of, I kind of, I've gotten lower and lower on that as we've gone because you say ten percent. Well, maybe ten percent. The one ten percent of the whole church, the woman has the right idea, or the man does, but maybe not both. It's no, probably closer one. to three, four percent. Not in agreement with right. that. Yes, because there's a lot where the man's doing right, but the woman's not willing to. And like likewise, like we'll talk about today in this one, you know, because chapter three is really a talking about a non-believing husband, mm-hmm. in a sense, and not in a sense it is. So that woman that's trying to do right, mm-hmm. well, what percentage is that? I mean, how many? And we see that so much about women who are trying to do right with Christ with their kids, but their husband's just sitting there. And you could argue, I would argue in society, if you just kind of look at it, we have much more men not willing to do their part than women. But John, listen, you know, you say that, you you can't dismiss the fact because um, why didn't they consult with God before they married that man? Uh, Yeah, and no, that's exactly the thing. And, uh, you know, one of the things for me, because I've had some people out there know my testimony, where we, we can sit here and talk about the biggest word that comes up when you get divorced is that can you know can you move on and we've done so much research on this and this is why this topic is going to be so good but the one that i get compared to a lot is you know you you've been cheated on right so you're able to move on biblically scripturally you can move on you can remarry again one day but what about those in between cases the ones with drug abuse or uh, physical abuse things like that right and it's it used to be kind of a because you have a, a little bit of um uh, uh feelings for those women say a woman that gets beat by right. her husband well, but when we go back to it, you know, marriage really enhances the emotions and the characteristics we have. You know, and people say, you know, you hear this all the time. People don't change when they get married. It gets enhanced. It right. doesn't. Right. People want you to change, and they assume you will, and that's why you marry them because, well, based off the promise or the idea that they'll get better. But the bottom line is a man that's going to beat his wife, for instance, in this case, Okay, and I'll kind of go back to, to, to me, and I don't have, you know, we'll talk about this, but yes. I, I've been cheated on, and when you're cheated on, you feel uh, violated, you feel like you can't, but, but I have biblical grounds to move on, Right. okay, so, but is it fair for me to have lost a wife, is it fair for me to not see my kids as much, because what did I do wrong, and I've done plenty wrong, that's not what the point of this is, but in that sense, if it's not fair why is it fair for, of course, the other side who cheated to move on? It's not, obviously, biblically. We'll talk about that. But the woman who gets abused, mm-hmm. there's no biblical grounds for divorce there. Right. Okay? Now, are we saying to stay with that man? Absolutely not. No. You leave. But there are, and, and that's the thing, is so many in society take marriage as you're dating someone, you just, it's the next step. And this is this is so much more important. This is like Christ to the church right and when when the when the harvest comes in matthew 13 and the tares are thrown into the furnace this is a very serious deal of who he's separating from the church so when we get married it has to be the if not the besides calling you know calling jesus your lord and savior Mm -hmm. this has got to be the most important decision of your life and i'm not saying i'm perfect i made that mistake Mm -hmm. so for me to, to for it to not be fair for me to having to deal with the anguish, the grief of all this. The bottom line is I married somebody I shouldn't have married. I didn't marry somebody that God called me to marry. So there's consequences for that. Just like any other sin in the world, 
There's consequences for it. And sadly, and some people I might lose in this, a woman gets beat by her husband, I would be willing to bet he had tendencies before they got married, okay? And regardless of if they did or not, she married him. Yeah. Okay? And yeah. they Yeah. Um, it's you made that commitment to that person. Well, it's not fair. She can't move on because she didn't do anything wrong. Well, in my sense, what did I do wrong? You know, in that sense. Now, yeah. we've done plenty wrong, but the point right. here is this this has got to be much more serious than people take it. It's got to be, and it's a reflection of your faith with Christ. Um, it's a God complex. We've got too many people thinking that they can change people. Right. And they get they get carnally involved, and they think it's spiritual. But, you know, if, if a relationship is not built around the Word of God, you see, the Word of yeah. God, the Word of God stands the test of time. And the, the test of time is that if a person, um, and I'll speak from my, my own experience, is beginning in the Word of God and a person's on fire for the Word of God and this and that, but as time goes on, they begin to compromise that for a movie. They begin to compromise it for other things. That shows you where their heart is and where the relationship with Christ is. Because Christ demands to be first above all things. Christ must be first. The Bible says so. I will not be second to anybody, not your husband, your wife, your children, anyone. I am demanded to be first. And so that relationship needs to be based around the Word of God, and it must be based around what appears to be, and it should be, but you should never date anyone that says they're not a total follower of Jesus right. Christ. And the evidence of that is, is the fruit of that. Well, what is the fruit? Well, I, you know, it's so evident. We, we sit here and talk about that, and people... I, I know, hopefully people are listening to this that need this. Yeah. Um, but the evidence to me, we have nearly 70% divorce rate in this country, in the world. I don't know where mm -hmm. it's at. It is huge. That's the evidence that we don't have Christian. Marriage was designed. There's a reason why marriage that's, was that's designed. The, that's the state of our, listen to that, John, what you just yep. said. That's the state of our, of our uh, Christianity in right. America. 70% in a divorce, and yet we say 70% of people are a Christian. Right. Wrong. Wrong. Absolutely. Take it on down to that 30, yeah. 20%. Because uh, so, and that's still that too high. That is the reflection of it. And, but, but see, that's the thing. Yeah. Is, and that's where I got the 10% originally. You go 70% of divorces fail. Those people, one or the other is not a Christian. Right. Because, I'm, you know, because, because someone you either did you something. You can't quit if you're both following Christ. Right. You can't. Exactly. You can't. Because someone either was never a believer in the first place or someone wasn't a believer because of some stuff they right. did. Okay. In both cases one or the other and both are at fault you know like in my case well did i do anything wrong no and i guess we could get into that but and i don't mean to say i didn't do anything wrong in marriage no, obviously not, husbands wives were, nothing wrong for, for grounds as far for as divorce, grounds for divorce right. somebody's what he's right. saying yeah. so we all I, do things i did wrong. right i did nothing for grounds yeah. for divorce and but i still did so right. obviously she wasn't a believer but at the same time i wasn't because i married someone who obviously was a non-believer and that's on me yeah. and that's why i have the consequence of this and you go through the grief well it's not fair and da 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 but you know and and then there's other things like i said where, where abuse and uh drug abuse and other yeah. things like that yeah. that well you know and they're like the biggest cop out to me irreconcilable differences you know what is that like let's put it on there what really happened because Refusal there's really only to two. submit to god's right. written will right that's that's what that's, that's what, what that, and, that's what that means. And you can tell so Refusal. much, right? Rebellion. Because, because so many people, yes. seventy percent of marriages fail. They have not. You're married. It, this is a covenant, as Christ was to the church. And in case y'all hadn't noticed, Christ has not given up the church yet. Right. And the true it, church, right? The true church. And right. this is what it's supposed to be. And we have so many people around in society. You know, back then in biblical times, it was 
you were looked down upon big time. You know, you had yeah. to have the decree. The man had to put you away. But even then, those weren't really biblical reasons. Men always did that. So we, we've got a, and society, you can see has shifted. And we kind of talked about this earlier where, you know, back in those days, the biblical days, when Peter wrote this in the first century, you know, uh, homosexuality was really looked down upon. Um, abortion really looked down upon. You know, uh, adultery, things like that. Now we have shifted 2,000 years later into a society that almost celebrates this stuff. And you have someone who cheats on a spouse, and their friends are like high-fiving, good job, you're free, all this stuff. We're entitled to feel good, but they're talking about the flesh. They're not talking about the spirit. I want to feel good. I want somebody that makes me feel... We place ourselves above God's will. We have. We have have placed... There's one place that God will never glory, and that's in our flesh. The Bible says so. The flesh is doomed. It's headed south. Look in the mirror, folks. It is. And any time that you gravitate towards the old man of the flesh, the carnal nature, the sin nature, the seed of Satan, it, to make you feel good, then you're walking away from the divine will of God. You're in direct disobedience and rebellion mm-hmm. to the will of God. And we're, we're talking uh, about several things here, John. We're talking about divorce, and yet we're talking about courting a new mate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the right word or not. It just yeah. popped out. Yeah. Courting, I don't know if that's the right word or not. But we're talking about how do you find who God has for you, and we're talking about why. Well, and, the, you know, there's a lot to that, too, or the grounds yeah. can you move on. Yes. Um, uh, you know, and that's very, I mean, and, and that's the thing about this. You know, Pastor mm-hmm. Kevin at church, he said this last summer sometime, you know, he could write a book about mm-hmm. marriage, and it'd be one sentence, read the Bible. Yeah. I mean, and the bottom line Believe is this. Believe the words. <laughs> right. The Believe evidence it. of this yeah. is you, re, you have to find somebody, and it's so clear, you know, now, me and Coach Shelby, I've, man, I've dove into every marriage scripture that's that's in here about remarriage, marriage, divorce, what's legal, what's not. We've Me. done that. This is probably what we're experts at, I would say, because of our experiences. Well, we're better than we were. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, that's yeah. the thing. So people, I, and I know there's some out there, well, what do these guys know? Well, I'm telling you, I know a lot more than I did, and I know a lot more than most because I haven't dealt with the stuff that they've, mm. what I've done. And because you have to, you go through this process, you're born again believer, and well, I, I can't make this mistake again. This is such a crucial thing that people don't understand. And the bottom line is those out there, hopefully there's some listening that are, what are these guys talking about? That's not right. That, just look at our society. Yeah. The evidence that we have fallen away from God's will for the marriage, for the home, 70% divorce rate. And I'll go past that because another 20, 25% are people who are not living according to God's will either. They just are two people who either I'm not giving up on him because he's the breadwinner or vice versa, she, or vice versa, or because a, man, a lazy man may not leave a woman because she makes a lot of money. Right. And then on the other side, well, they just there's something about them where oh, they know carnal. because we do have in our hearts God's desires. We have it mm-hmm. in us. Right. And I can't remember where that is, but you know, he, he's placed on our heart the goodness of it. So we, we know right and wrong, and those other 20, 25%, they know Divorce might have been an option or a possibility, but they know it's wrong, and we're just not going to do that. Yeah. Or, on the other hand, there's some who have cheated, but just aren't going to divorce. It's too hard for them to maybe do that. So There's quitters. There's right. quitters because we find that in society as coaches. We find that. We find quitters. You know, we used to do things that we, we would call boot camp and things like that in athletics to find out who under yeah. pressure was going to buckle and who's going to fight. Not necessarily who's the best, but who would, would adhere and, and continue to stand upon the principles that we were teaching in athletics. And 
So as we get ready to get into this word today, I want to say some things. And, and this lesson, uh, we planned 30 minutes. That ain't going to happen. That's pretty obvious. Mm. But we're going to try to get through 1 Peter 3 and at least through verse uh, you know, 9, 10, maybe 12. I don't know. But I want to say this. With your building a relationship, uh, whether, whatever it's been, whether you've been married and divorced, whatever it is, through our failures, and that's sad to say, uh, God has shown us some stuff, mm. and uh, and and you can learn from the mistakes, or you can keep circling the mountain like Israel had to. I choose to get it right. I choose to honor God. I choose to obey God. And I want to tell you this: that in that relationship, if the Word of God is not the foundation, and I'm talking, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be blunt and put it out there. Every time you come together, if it's not the foundation, I know there's weird situations. Sometimes it may not be possible. But every time you come together with that person, you think you know that love that God sent you. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You know that honey bun, that sugar plum, whatever it is, that big, handsome, strong man that you lusting after, whatever. The bottom line is if you're not in the Word of God and you're both not both in agreement about the Word of God and you can't pray together, you shouldn't stay together. Number one. Number two. Daily. Number two. If that relationship is built around or sex is is if that is violated before you make a covenant before God to become one flesh, before you come to God in holy matrimony, if that is violated, you're headed for disaster. Now, I'm not going to tell you there can't be true repentance down the road, but true repentance means to totally turn from your ways and go back to point one, which is total trust in the Word of God and prayer together, staying together, those kind of things. If that's not happening and you violate that by sex, now, it's obvious that you notice the opposite sex or you wouldn't be together. It's obvious, you know, that God has created woman, and boy, that is good. Praise God. Mm. I mean, that's what some of you are thinking. I just said it to what you're thinking. And she's going, oh, man, there's my Tarzan. Praise God. Mm. Well, if it's not based in the Word of God and if it leads to sex, it will be destroyed. Yep. So enjoy your little high, your little sin for a season, because you're fixing to saddle up on something and make a covenant with something that ain't going to last. And if it does, it's going to be all hell breaking loose. Okay? And so, and I want to say this, John, as we start to read verse 1. The only forgivable sin that I see in the Word of God is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Unforgivable. Yeah, and I, and yeah, yes, unforgivable sin. Because I have preached on this message before last summer when I was in a hard place. Uh, again, I've been through this twice. And I preached on this last summer, and I said there's absolutely 100% no grounds for divorce because sometimes a person does commit adultery, and God gives you the grace yeah. to receive that person back because that person's willing to repent. Mm -hmm. And then there's sometimes, and that's Hosea, Okay, read yeah. the book of Hosea. Yeah. And then there's sometimes God says you're not under law in such a case, you know, that, that you can move on. That there wasn't a godly covenant in the first place, yet it was a covenant, and there's scars, and there's soul ties that need to be canceled in the spirit realm, and you need to cancel that assignment of one or whatever, but the Holy Spirit has to move upon you for that. I can't do that. Because right. I don't know if you're called to be a Hosea. I don't know. Yeah. You have to discern that through the Holy Spirit. But in verse 1, it says, wives and, and women, we're coming after you first. Praise God. It says, um, likewise, be submissive to your, to your own husbands, even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of the wives. Now, this is a reflection of your relationship with Christ. Now, first of all, this is talking to someone that got married and perhaps one of them got saved after marriage. Yeah. You absolutely 100% do not marry someone who's not in love with Jesus Christ. And they demonstrate that by praying with you staying with you in the Word of God and building that relationship upon that foundation and that foundation alone. If that's not happening, you're in trouble. Let me, let me read the definition okay. of submission, and then, John, you take it. In submission, I wrote down several things. Subject to, submit, uh, submit yourself unto, obey. Um, it says, yield to advice. In the Greek military term, the meaning is to arrange troops, divisions, in a military fashion under the commander of a leader. 
even so, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. In a non-military fashion, it is voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, assuming responsibility, and carrying a burden. That's what submission means. This is, in a militant uh, order, if you um, do not obey whoever your platoon leader is, your commander-in-chief, whatever, there's severe consequences to that. Yeah. And, and the ultimate leader is Jesus Christ. And so when you obey to work under his headship, you are the body, and you do not stand on the Word of God and believe the Word of God for that one that God has given you, if you believe in giving you, or whatever the case may be, then you're in direct violation of God even more so than you are that person. Mm -hmm. the, you know, and I wanted to preface all this because the first seven verses is in chapter 3, it deals with submission and subjection in marriage. The first, and, and we're, I'm telling you this, this is not a man, we're in charge and women do what we want. This, this is, is not even close. This is the Word of God. There are seven verses, six of them, talking to women just one of these talking to men that's not i'm not trying to uh, put a hierarchy on stuff i'm not trying to do that this is what the word of god says number right. one okay two and I, I do believe that there are six verses aimed at women and one for men because in this case we are talking about uh probably most likely two non-believers that got married and in this case the woman got saved yeah. after marriage which hap it does happen happens. a lot and praise god that the woman does happen to me the other way right yeah happened to me the other way yeah so uh, we understand in this sense right. so in in this sense we're kind of looking at it from that point right but back in these days okay here and here's the reason why i believe there's six a six to one ratio back in this day whatever the man did whatever the man decided that's what the woman did it is that's how society was bottom mm -hmm. line in this case, we're talking about a wife. You're supposed to submit to your husband's authority, and that's not in a sense of he's your, and it does say master and lord and stuff in the Bible, but he's not your owner. In a Back in those that time, there was considered property. Obviously, we, we've changed a little bit since then, but in this sense, it's submitting to his, really his rank, and you talked about this with military order, and we talked about it with a coaching staff. Our athletic director, head football coach, is in charge. And whether you feel like, and in this case, some women, well, I know more about Christ than him. The The Bible is very clear. It doesn't matter what you know spiritually, right. how much smarter you are. Because no. there's a lot of cases, let's be honest, a lot of women are smarter than husbands a lot of times. And that's okay. That's not the point here. The point is there's a rank of order and a hierarchy of what God ordained as the family in order for it to work. Yes, and Adam, and Adam was made first. Adam, and he it, was yeah. taken from his rib, not from his butt, to right. walk beside him and to be a helpmate. Right. Not to put him on a leash, not to, so I'm going to call it like it is, not to neuter him, not right. to not allow him to be a man of God, not to get your feelings hurt every time he talks and uses a man voice. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and we're not talking about perversion, and, okay. and anger, temper, and sin. No, you don't ever follow sin, right. but you follow a husband who is submitted to God. Even when he errs, but he errs with a pure heart trying to follow God because there's no mm -hmm. man that's perfect but Jesus Christ. But right. you submit to your husband and you don't uncover his nakedness. You don't expose him because he is has a heart for God. Yeah. And you say, well, I can't do that because my husband didn't do that. Well, you're exactly right. You made a wrong choice. You didn't get married. Did. Right. And I'm not telling you to get a divorce. Now, now and, saddle up and ride. Sister. Yeah. And the thing you know? is with that, in that sense, for those yeah. women like that, here's six verses of how to do that. Right. Because right. he's a non-believer. You right. still, you are still called to do that because that's your role as the husband. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, I just, I wanted to make that clear from my standpoint Absolutely. too, because it, it's not a, 
do whatever I say no matter what because like you said if it if you are submitting to your husband's will from God as you would to God as you would to Christ if yeah. his will is telling you to go rob a bank no that's not saying to go do it all right now there's examples of dumb stupid things men did Abraham for example it talks about Sarah in verse 6 Abraham did some dumb stuff with her yeah you know uh, they Teach moved to head. they moved to other places he actually had an affair and what I guess it'd be called an affair even though she kind of her idea right <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean but she went along with whatever he did yeah okay and it does say in there is that he called I think it, she call, called him called him Lord Lord but I yeah. wanted to point out too Lord in that is it in here? Yes. It, yes. But it's six. but it's not capital L. It's not Lord Jesus. And Sarah obeyed Abraham. There's that word obedience. I just read you the definition of that. Calling him Lord, whose daughter you are, if you do good, are not afraid with any terror. Right. You're the daughter of of Sarah. Of Sarah. If if you're obedient like Sarah, but if you're not, you're the daughter of Satan. You're the spawn of the yeah. devil. And you're that, okay. a concubine from hell. Yeah. I'm sorry. And that's I'm just the deal. It what it is. We'll get on the man here in a minute. Right. You and know? that's the deal with this. This is not. Yeah. You know, because men pervert this big yeah. time. And Satan has allowed men to pervert it just like he's allowed women to disdain it. Okay. The bottom line is this is the hierarchy from God for the perfect order of a family. And we see the evidence of that because so many don't do it that way. Right. And so many marriages and families are broken. There is a reason why all we have to do is look at this word. Mm -hmm. And things work out. And here's the deal. I was number one. Was I the head of my family? Yes, but I wasn't the spiritual leader when I should have been. Right. So why did it fall apart? There's a big reason there. N number one, in the first place, I shouldn't have married him. In this case, Flesh if we're going to, we can't yeah. sit here and complain. Well, it's not fair. I'm doing things right. And my spouse won't, won't, well, you married him. You made the covenant. And that's the, that's the biggest part for me is people don't realize the importance of that covenant marriage and how, because it's not something you you become one flesh you are glued together and it says in scripture only god takes that apart from yeah. with death yeah nothing else takes that apart and like you said when we we've talked about this a lot where not even adultery does because adultery was really just a concession but you know, that John, kind of allowed you to the it, danger with adultery and i got to say this because they need to hear this part is number one the, the marriage is a type of reflection of relationship with Christ. In Romans 8, I believe 17, it says that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we become one with Jesus, and that was his prayer to the Father. Okay, also, adultery, anytime that you have sexual relationship with someone, that is a covenant. And the Bible says, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians 6, that because no, you're you not, become that one he that, that sleeps with a harlot becomes partaker, it becomes, uh, yeah. inherits that harlotry. And so, uh, as a spouse, and I think that's why this is so powerful, if God allows is that when a spouse goes out and sleeps with another woman and then they want to come home and sleep with you, they have brought the spirit yeah. of, the, of another covenant yes. into you that you didn't agree to. It would be like somebody coming to tell you, don't serve Christ. I want you to come over and serve the Baals. I want you to serve Ishtar. I want you to go up to the high place, to the groves. I want you to, no, I won't do that. You know, I'm in obedience to you, uh, to my brother and sister, but I won't do that. I'm not going to, I will not tolerate that. Mm -hmm. And so this is a high spiritual implication. This is, these are demonic portals that people are bringing in because if your husband or wife has gone out and, and had sex with someone else, they are bringing that spirit into your soul. And the Bible says, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that, that Jesus said, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what all God is telling you to do, but I'm going to tell you what, he ain't called you to lay with, a, with an adulterer. No. He ain't told you to do that. Now, through repentance, 
that those those curses and those those evil spirits and things can be That's broken. That's the only way. Those of you who've been married, mm -hmm. if you haven't prayed and canceled the assignment of every demon from hell, if you haven't broken the curse and canceled that covenant with that that she devil or he devil, whichever it was, you're fixing to take that Still into there. your next relationship, yeah. even if it's godly. Yep. And you got to watch out. We've got to take heed to this. This is serious. And you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, praise God, just keep on look, not believing and well, keep look on at, doing what you're doing. Hey, look at divorce rates you know? then if you don't believe it. Yeah. Look at the look at look at our society. Yeah. I mean, we are what I, I read somewhere where God is gonna have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah at some point before he takes care of us. You know what I mean? Because wow. he hadn't taken care of us. Yeah. I mean, our society is so jacked up. Jacked up, up dude. I mean, and wish that you just look at I understand if you're the one sitting at home, hey, I've been married to this person for fifty years and it's all great. Is it really that good? And I'm not trying to call it out because I've had my failures, but if you're doing things right, great. You're one of the 4%, 3%. I don't know what the percentage. But there's a, there's, a, there's a good percentage out there, 30-ish, somewhere percent. You're together, but you're not together. Right. And that's who we're – because I pray for that. I see people at church, and I don't really know their personal marriage and how it works, but I pray for that marriage to be as godly as it can be because that's what Satan – he, he, he can attack me individually, but when he attacks that other person, not, and that's why you can't marry. Do you not marry. realize that that's what he did in the, in the garden? His whole deal was to destroy the institution of marriage that uh, God created. Marriage is holy. It's okay to notice that little sweetie pie. What is the first it's thing? It's okay to, marry, to, 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 to notice Tarzan over there. Oh, you're looking good. It's okay to impress each other just a little bit, but it's got to be within the boundaries of the Word yeah. of God. It's got to be pure. It's got to be holy, and, and there's here, some things that cannot be violated. And that's the thing you know? is you have to think, because we, well, I'm good, or my wife's good, we're good. Adam and Eve had no sin nature at the time of this. Right. Okay? And Satan, that's the first thing he attacked was a marriage. Right. He didn't attack uh, pride or ego. Thing. He attacked a marriage, and he attacked, and we'll talk about this in verse uh, 7, weaker vessel, which doesn't mean mm -hmm. dumber or weaker in a spiritual sense or mm -hmm. anything like that. He attacked the weaker vessel. And that's and we'll kind of hopefully we get into that. I know we're at thirty minutes already, but yeah, um, well, we're gonna keep going because if if they want to if they want to listen to this, they're gonna listen. Yeah, this is so this important. important. And I mean, so that's the first sin. The first sin was was choreographed by Satan to attack the marriage. And there's nothing that breaks. You know, I had a conversation with this the other day. You know, is, is it is it about the marriage or is it about the family? Well, Satan can attack a son, but if mother and father are united in Christ. They have a much better chance of getting the son, prodigal son, for instance, coming back doing right. right. If right. the marriage is broken apart, right. well, that makes things eight million times harder to fix a kid, right? right. With a, without a united front, right? So, well, let's go on into let's get some of this word out of the way that we promised them we would get into. Let's go to verse two. Um, if that's any indication, it might take us a couple of years to get through all <laughs> the, but anyway, we're going to move a little faster and then we're going to talk. Uh, in verse two. When they observe your chaste conduct, talking about women being submissive, it says, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Now, the word chaste is pure from carnal, carnality, clean, innocent, modest, um, uh, exciting reverence and respect. Reverence and respect. A woman that does not respect her husband, they don't have a godly relationship no. or a godly marriage. It says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Now, um, I... I appreciate a woman who takes a bath. I appreciate a woman who combs her, her hair and, and I was fixing to say mops her teeth, but <laughs> brushes her teeth. 
you know, that we appreciate those things. And you women appreciate a man that doesn't come home uh, smelling like B.O. and just flopping and trying to waller up on you and all that kind of stuff that takes care of itself because it shows that that other person is important enough to you to bring your best. Put your best foot forward, but don't be, don't overdo it. Don't try to do it with the outward appearing of things, the adornment, but do it with the, the heart, with the soul, and that goes back to the Word of God. And so, um, again, a bath ain't bad. Um, a little a barn, don't, don't mind well, a little paint every once in yeah. a while. And, and I'm it not does, talking to all of you, but I'm just telling you it's not wrong because you wear makeup because yeah. we were taught that in the Pentecostal church. It's not wrong. Yeah. I don't think it should be overdone well, and, it does and all say, that. I want to point out, do not let your adornment be merely outward. So Merely. Merely. So it doesn't mean only. all the way. So it can be yeah. a little. Go ahead and dress up, look nice, yeah. take a bath. All the, You know, we're supposed to present ourselves right. in a way. Um, but if you can't make it all about that. You know, the, the term I always heard is a woman needs to pr- uh, bring attention to her face, not her body. You know, things like that. Not She doesn't need these big glowing earrings and things like that. Because a true, here's the deal. But she needs to look like a woman. Right. And not, you know. Yes. I, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Just like, because just the same like way, we're not supposed to look yeah, like a we're woman. We're not supposed to look like a girl. It's called yeah. effeminate. Even if you're not a homosexual, that's a great sin to God. Yes. For a man to carry on the characteristics or mm-hmm. act like a woman. Yeah. You know? Because that breaks his, again, his order, his right. rank, his file. Again, this is not a boss versus servant thing. This is his order for a proper family right. to work, a godly family. And so a, a woman, sh- yeah, she should dress up. She should feel good about herself, all that. But it, it can't. that can't be the focus because that focus is actually what leads to those adulterous moments to I got to look this good to attract. Mm-hmm. If you're doing what you're supposed to be as a godly woman. Come on. Proverbs 31. That's good. Virtuous woman. If you're I've doing what you're it. supposed to do, <laughs> you're going to have yeah. a little makeup on. You're going to do But your spirit I'm drawn is going right to your love you're for dra- God. Right. You're drawn to the inside of that person. Woo! Not what they look at on there. And that if that's what you're trying to do is find that mate, yeah. he's going to find you. Yeah. Without you having to show off. Right. The women who show off, those are the insecure ones. So should that be first, John? I mean, I'm not just going to try to put an order here, thus saith Coach Shelby or anything like that. But, you know, um, if you're drawn to a woman because of the Word of God, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's anything wrong, you know, with shaving your legs for your husband. <laughs> no. Your arms, too, would be nice. And you know what I'm saying? If you've got yeah, a mustache, I mean, get rid of that. But praise no, we still, well, but I'm playing a little no, bit. And, little but the bit. part of that is, too, like, just like a woman doesn't want to go, a, a married woman doesn't want to have sex with a husband who smells like, he just got out of the dumpster. Listen, I mean, it's the same concept. Listen. We still have fleshly, <laughs> I wouldn't say desires. We have noses and this ears and eyes. Yeah, I this mean. This is cursed. It's got to be. It's know, and, that, and it does clean, say presented. merely. It does It does yeah. say merely. It yeah. doesn't say disregard it completely. It says merely outward. Right. So that we have to take care of ourselves. I mean, and that's no different than anything else. We're supposed you, to take care of the temple. If you want to take care of yourself, and I've, and I've always said this, because I don't think we worship anything but God, mm-hmm. any person but God. But if you don't have enough about you to get up and take care of yourself a little bit, um, you don't really have a whole lot of respect for the person that you're trying to impress, whether it be your wife, yeah. your husband, yeah. or a person that you're trying to draw in to be such. I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. But, you know, that, you know, again, it's the hidden person of the heart, yes. true. But because, you know, these little feelings and stuff that we get that we're not moved by, right, <laughs> that that is still an ordinary order of God. I mean, Jacob well, worked for 21 years yeah. for Rachel. I mean, I'm sure he had a shirt off out there when he's herding sheep sometimes saying, hey, baby, check this out. You know, can I get the peck dance every once in a while? What, I mean, you know, uh, they wasn't having sex. That wasn't going on. But he still was drawn a little bit. He liked what he saw. Mm-hmm. 
He did. Well, and there's a natural thing with that, and I don't want to make it an animalistic deal, no. but we've talked about peacocks before. And when they're trying <laughs> to find a mate, the animals do that, and we are mammals. Yeah. Uh, when we're trying to attract a mate, we're not. Yeah. You know, you can see the difference. Men are the same way as women. Yeah. Women wearing, you know, sweatpants or whatever, but when they're looking for a guy, they're dressed up, they're ready to go. Yeah. That doesn't need to be, mere, you know, it doesn't need to be over overboard outward, just like a man. You know, we're not, you know, we might, you know, my, heck, my wife left me uh, the first month. I didn't. I probably took a bath every day, but I don't know how much I fixed myself, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going through that. But when you're ready to find a mate, well, you are you get your hair cut again and you do some of that stuff. And, yeah. You know, because there's a time as a man, you know, I'm just letting it go and I'm not shaving and whatever. But, you know, there's a there's a season for that. There's a season for I'm ready to find a mate again right. type deal. So it's it, it's no different than right. really as a mammal what what it's natural for us to be so we that don't way. walk in the flesh but we do live in a flesh suit and a yes. dirt suit let's kind of flip that a little bit yeah and that's what you're saying even the animal kingdom you know a couple of bucks will get out there and they'll fight over the does mm-hmm. they'll get out there and they'll lock horns a little bit the lions will kind of they'll get after it they'll, they'll, because they'll, what they'll happens roar. to the lion that yeah. doesn't roar what happens to the buck that doesn't fight they're yeah. not getting the mate yeah they're not and just like us if we're going to be a slob and I'm smell sorry. like garbage it's not going to happen I'm sorry. i mean you, who would you, want that you may have that's exactly right you may have some great things about you or whatever right. but um, that's not really very attractive Mm-mm. to a woman. To, she may not ever see even the spiritual side. It's first the natural, then the spiritual. She may never ever see the spiritual side because, first of all, I do believe that that is a reflection to a degree of your spirit. Now, I'm not defining sure. what that looks like. We're saying this, but you got to let God define what that yeah. means to you. We, we're not, listen, we're just reading the Word of God, and we're just telling you what we see in the Word of God yeah. and where we've and been. To, and to be you know? clear, we're not saying that that matters more than the inside absolutely not that'd be like me telling you what you got to wear to church every sunday i tell you just wear clothes and make sure that you're modest yeah yeah i don't care what you wear it's the same with my wife just be clean and be modest and if you want to impress me a little bit giddy up but like you said it's part of our spirit a godly woman a godly man we don't really have to discuss that it's just going to be natural it's going to happen and so in verse four it says rather let it be the hidden person of the heart as we've been saying with the incorruptible beauty of gentle and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. And I wrote a note in my Bible right here. It says, anger, temper, or lack of submission to God. Mm-hmm. Anger and temper are based can be based out of fear, rage, which is a spiritual force, which is not the Holy Ghost. Now, I did not say there's not a righteous anger. But a righteous anger comes against sin with the Word of God. It does not get angry. It's a, a gentle and a quiet spirit are pleasing to the Lord. Yeah. And you ladies that don't have a gentle and a quiet spirit, you're in rebellion to God. Mm-hmm. You need to go before God. Well, you don't know what he did to me. Well, you don't know what God did for you. Yeah. I know what your husband did. And it doesn't Sorry, matter. Sucker. It I doesn't it. matter anyway. But that's not your submission. That's not going to. If he can affect your walk with Christ and your obedience to the scripture by what he did, your walk with Christ wasn't very good even before that happened. Exactly. Come on now. We go back to verse yeah. 1 for this example. Yeah. Okay. Be submissive to your own husbands that even if some do not obey the word. So this is him. If he is a sinner, if he treats you bad, he's not obeying the word, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They without a word may be won by the conduct of you, what you do, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Mm-hmm. So pure, it's not pure just conduct, chase, pure, chase, no carnality. Pure, right. You're not attacking. He, well, he did yeah. this. so I'm ready to fight. Da, da, da. Because I can flip this on the other side. When what happened to me happened, I tried for two months and it was hard yeah. for two months to sit there and have chase conduct and try to win her over to right. me. Right. This was pre 
um, cheating, adultery. This is when, you know, we'll go into all that sometime. Yeah. We'll, probably, we'll get it all yeah. right out there for long. But <laughs> you're not supposed, yeah. that's the whole point of being a Christian and you're unyoked. Because this in this case, obviously two people not Christians are not supposed to get married. That's number one. Okay, so that takes care of all that. But then we have two getting married, one becomes saved. So you're unyoked. The Bible in 1 Corinthians 7 is very clear. You cannot divorce them. That's not grounds for divorce. Right. Okay? So you're with them. You're stuck with them. And Peter talks about this too. That's why you have examples of what you're supposed to do in this case. I can flip this around where I was the uh, believing husband, not the wife. Okay? And I was the I was trying with chaste conduct. Now, it's hard to do. I'm not... Yeah. You know, I would argue it's easier for a woman, and that's why some of this is written this way, because a woman is more capable of that than a man is of not being able to retaliate because I guess maybe our, our testosterone, testosterone, whatever the case is, what when man. a woman, it's a warrior hormone. You know, when you yes. don't have a, 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 um, but if it's perverted, right, which, which 70% yeah, well, you go is. the other yeah. way. Yeah. And that's the thing too, with all this is submission turns into weakness. Yeah. Just like, uh, being, being the husband turns yeah. into being authoritative. And yes. I mean, that's gets perverted so much. And say, Satan has, look, he, we talked about this a thousand times. Satan is a powerful, powerful being. You know, I've read before in Jude 9, verse 9, the, the archangel Gabriel, he said, Lord rebuke you because right. the Lord has to do it. We have, when we do it, when we rebuke a demon or an evil spirit, we call on the name of Jesus Christ. It's not Ronnie Shelby or John Shaw. We can't do it. I mean, these are powerful spiritual beings. And just look, just look. And we sit here and argue about this. Look at what he's done to the family. Not just the ones who divorce, not just the ones who move on, but then the ones who stay together because they're still not. We're talking about less than 10% mm -hmm. are living and have that hierarchy of rank and file of God's order that are doing it the right way. Right. And here's the deal. Satan's still attacking those. There's still those thoughts that creep up into those two spouses minds mm -hmm. well then if they can't reach them where do they go they're going to attack a kid right. Right. so how do i break these two people up right. by attacking this kid so then this kid gets sick right. or this kid uh, uh falls away from christ things like that i mean he's he is relentless he doesn't sleep and if you're not reading this stuff if you're not taking heart yeah. to what it says you're going to be a you're victim lost. just like the rest of us you're going to be a, you're going to be a and you sit here yeah. and say you say you're not well that's not me if you're not facing a trial, if you're not dealing with problems in your marriage, then you're not a Christian because it, the Bible is very clear right. about what we will face as Christians. Right. We will be persecuted left and right. read this note right here in my Bible that I've got written down here. It says, uh, God wants this woman that we're talking about to bring insight and value to her husband and their marriage. Mm -hmm. She is to be adorned. So we talked about her adornment. Now she is to be adorned. She is to be as something precious yes. to her husband. As, with a as spirit Christ treats the church. that is not self-exalting or casting herself as her husband's teacher, yet they are still ordained to be and become full partners, mm -hmm. just like Romans 8, 17, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, full partners as the husband receives the day-to-day -day relational help God has given to him in his wife. She is his helper. She is his best friend. She is a part of his body. They are one. And the only way this can happen is through total and absolute agreement of the word of God and denial of the flesh. Because your flesh is going to fight you. Mm -hmm. Your flesh is going to tell you, no, no, he did this. My feelings are hurt. Well, your feelings are in the flesh. Your submission is in the spirit. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. 
your feelings and flesh. And woman, I'm going to tell you something. I, I wrote this note down as John was talking. You're created to submit to the man of God, and you'll never have peace or the full blessing or the call of God on your life until you're submitted to the man of God in your life. Now, you say, I don't have that. Well, let's go back to point A. Mm -hmm. That's your fault. Yes. Let's go back to point and A. And don't Sir, pervert it. that's your fault. Yeah. My fault, twice, praise God. Right. And don't allow, because right now there's some out there, yeah. Satan is trying to pervert this. Yeah. Because two men are, are talking. Right. Okay, that's not what this is. This right. is from God. Yes. This is what God this says. And this is, because um, it's just so obvious when you sit there and think about it. The evolution of marriage for 2,000 years and how faulty and broken it is. And you could sit there and say, well, that's not me. I mean, me and my wife are happy. You know, we're supposed to evaluate our, our faith, our walk all the time. So uh, are we just copping that out to we're still married? You know, I know a lot of people who are still married that, you know, aren't necessarily happy. But it's like Coach Shelby said the very first thing. When you come together, if you're not in prayer, and we're talking about every day. If you're not reading scripture together, if you're not in prayer together, that's not a godly marriage. It's not an option. Right. It's, it's number one. It's not. And it, man, we you, and that's that, the whole thing. This whole situation, coronavirus, all that stuff, it has given people the opportunity to do it. And if you're still, you're still not, not doing it, it yeah. no. If you're exposed. still not doing it, you're not there. It's like walking out in public naked. You ain't got no clothes on if you're not spending time in the Word of God with your spouse or the man that God gave you or if you're alone. what did Because Jesus is your first husband, and he's the one that blesses you to have a mate. He says it's not good for man to be alone mm -hmm. and vice versa. Okay, so you got to understand that. Now in verse 5, it says, for in this manner, in former times, the holy women, which we already hit on, who trusted in God, also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. He keeps saying, when God says something more than once, it's serious. Mm. So did y'all remember the definition of submission? He said, it's serious. Ready for the Lord. We are set apart. Holy woman, adorned, ready for the Lord. And I put adorn, cosmetic, beautify, arrange, decorate, furnish, embellish, put in order. Is your house in order? I remember that God told me years ago yeah. in my first marriage, he said, get your house in order. Get your house in order. And the first house we got to get in order is our own house. Mm -hmm. Spirit, soul, and body have to be in agreement. We agree with God and his word and our born again spirit yeah. that begins to influx our soul and the way that we think, our mind, will, and emotions, and our body that is made out of dirt will receive that seed of God's word and it will easily be led. It'll be easy to deny I won't say he easy, but you will be able to deny the works of darkness and of the flesh yeah. that make you not want to submit and not be obedient and to your spouse why, in the correct way. And that's why yes. we can't come together and become Christians. We can't come together and lean on each other for I our faith. I can get you saved. Right. I, I, that's why you can't do it. We ha you have to submit to God on your own yes. before you can ever submit to somebody else. So you put yourself in the role of God. How many women have I heard from says, well, you know what? He's a little bit rough, but but I believe God is calling me to minister. And to, don't let me tell you. Don't he, marry he's him. He's calling you to minister, and, he, and he's, staying, he's looking at you for something else. Yes. Let me tell you something. And he's <laughs> going to say whatever you want to say so they can get whatever he wants to get. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? And some of you made that mistake over and over around the mountain. It's time to stop going around the mountain and do things God's way. And I speak that to myself. Yeah, I was about to say. God's we, way. I'm not just talking to you women. I, but I was about to say, you're talking to me because yeah. whether I thought I was a good man 10 years ago or yeah. not, that was me. Yeah. Because I wasn't a, a, a man of God. Right. I wasn't, I believe, I was a Christian. I went to church. I wasn't following God like I should have been. I wasn't reading I'm like I should have been. I'm going to take him to heaven. I'm going to introduce him to Jesus. No, you're going to take him to the bowels of hell, mm -hmm. and you're going to be drugged and down with too. him. You too. Exactly right. So it goes on to verse 6, and it says, As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, Master. 
whose daughter you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Whose daughter you are if you do good. Now, you've got to remember, she called her husband master. She called him Lord. And he's the one that, that told the, the king that this is my sister, mm -hmm. which bad things could have happened to her there, oh, but she yeah. still obeyed him as her Lord because it's God's order and the Spirit of God that, was in her yeah. and upon her. And that's the thing you understand that. Again, the women who have, and I say women, men too in this case, because this is perverted both ways. The women who are sitting, well, he did this or he does that. This is showing you how to submit to a husband that is not a Christian. Right. This is, I mean, why was it, why is this in here? Because God knew there was going to be some people come to Christ after marriage. Right. And be unyoked. Right. And you have, I mean, this is how you do it. And Sarah, did she want to go and uh, I'll pretend to be your sister yeah. so the Pharaoh can yeah. have me? Yeah. No, she probably didn't. No. Okay. But Abraham followed God. He was known as a righteous man. Did he make mistakes? Yes, we're going to make mistakes. See, that's, that's the key, what you just said. And that's he a good, God. good teaching point. She knew it was, I, I bet she knew it was wrong. I bet in his heart he knew it was wrong. But she also trusted their husband was really a man of God yeah. and really heard from God. And what she said, now I'm not ever telling you don't sin. Do not sin because your godly husband tells you to. Mm -hmm. You just say, honey, I love you. I'm praying for you. But that right there is against, if he's a godly, against the word of if God. Because if he's a godly husband, but he'll listen to that. she didn't give up on him because she knew that he was a man of God. Right. There, there's a difference between that and a manipulator or a deceiver. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between that and someone's out for their own gratification. Yeah. He was doing what he thought he needed to do to preserve his family. Even though he should have been trusting God, he got found in a weak moment right there. Yes. And she trusted her husband because she knew ultimately, yeah, he may have made a wrong decision here, but he is a man of God. Mm -hmm. And so she gave him grace there. Because if you start looking at your husband as Christ himself instead of a type of Christ, you're going to have plenty of reason to get angry and backslide yeah. and be disobedient and unsubmissive because he's going to fail you if you're not looking at Christ together. You've got to understand what I'm saying. You have to understand that. You are his helpmate. Yep. You are to help him, to encourage him. Now, you shouldn't have to tell him to get up and read his Bible and pray every day, but it doesn't hurt to nudge him and say, you know what, I sure appreciate you, honey. I sure appreciate you praying for me. And man, I'll tell you what, the Word of God, that was really great. Not to stroke his ego, but to stroke God, but to, to praise God. And in verse 7, now let's beat on the husbands for a minute before we shut this thing down. It says that, uh, and I also wrote this in verse 6, for Sarah obeying Abraham and calling him Lord and whose daughters you are, to listen intently, to hear, to respond, to obey. And now in verse can 7. I, can I just get yes, in? Yes, go ahead. Because I, I want to remind people of this. The word submit, this is the word that people look at or hear both ways, not just the women. Mm -hmm. Women hear it, and Satan has allowed society to pervert this where submit is a bad thing for a woman and a empowering thing for a man. You what to do. Right. Attitude, and that's entitlement. What it, right, and that's what that does to women, but on the same side. Husbands who are not true followers of Christ you tell what hear entitled. this and they're like, man, I'm in charge. Get down and bow before me. You know me. what we're entitled to? Hell. That's it. That's what we deserve. That's it. The rest of us is just opportunity. Right. So I want I just want to point out the word yeah. submit in this whole thing. Subjection has been perverted so much over 2,000 years and before that to the point where it causes the problems between us. But the bottom line is this. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you believe in God and you are a true Christian, you will read this and you won't be offended by it. You will understand it. It'll hurt. Yeah. But but you'll be thankful for the surgery that it leads to healing. Because like we're about to get yeah. into with the man, there's plenty for the man. Yeah. Because we're, again, and I'll, I would argue this, it's a lot more times to me the woman usurps the, the uh, position of the man because the man simply won't do it. He won't. 
Lazy. And that's probably that's the that's to me, the neutering of the yes. man of the society, the emasculation, which is a plan of society to take out the warriors that God has called to be the man of God in the homes, the husbands, the fathers, the leaders of the communities. Say there's a direct attack on, and I don't know if this is the right. It is an emasculation of men, and I believe that a woman's created for a manly man. I believe she's created for a manly man that loves God. Yeah. And I believe she has no problem submitting if she loves God to that. And if she can't submit to that, then she does not love God. Right. He is not in the order she says she because is. You, because you're uh, making a new God for yourself. He's created a God. God just like a man. Yeah. And just on the other side, a man who is having a wife bow down before her, He's making a new God as well. It, it, this is you not God. You know what a godly man does? He reaches down there and he grabs her and he picks and her up and he embraces right her. And he pulls right. her into his Eve side. He came from the rib. Not he the nourishes feet, not her. The head. He takes care of her. He loves yes. her like his own body, we'll the Bible says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it says in verse 7, Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel, as being heirs together the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So for God to hear your prayers, you are to be one with your flesh, like you're one with, or one with you, with your wife, to become one flesh, and even spiritually, as it is in Romans 8, 17, join heirs with Jesus, to possess joint participant a co-heir is what he's saying here yeah. dwell with them in the weaker vessel and i believe that the weaker vessels that women are tend to be more emotional creatures men have a higher level of testosterone that's designed by god quit trying to take testosterone out of us yes, uh -huh. now, i'm not talking about the perverts who jack their testosterone up and and because they're stuck on their body as a, as a form of worship i'm talking about a healthy testosterone level that god ordained in our bodies and science can verify that and show you that but he has a higher level and the reason for that is is to be that warrior leader of his family particularly in the spirit realm in the prayer life and leading his family to the things of God and she is the weaker vessel yeah. because she is more emotional that was given to her and nurture by right. God and, and, and he has to fill his role she has to fill hers and together it makes a complete home yeah and when I was reading the emotional part because the weaker vessel uh, you know again Satan pervert if you're sitting out there listening and you're like offended by any of this Satan has perverted your mind in this, you're offended, in this you're concept by God not by right. me yeah. And, and, and so that's what we can't do. And so I, I, anyway, I'm reading this and the way I see it, cause it says dwell with them. Husbands dwell with them. Your wife with understanding, giving honor to her as to the weaker vessel. Emotional doesn't mean, I, I don't see that as, Oh, she's always crying or she's always uh, this or that. She can explain emotions better than we do. You know, you ask us how we feel as men. I'm like, uh, you know, but women can explain that they're emotional beings more because of how God made us. And we've got to be patient with them for right. that. And that's what it says is dwell with them with Deny understanding. Ourselves. Yes. Deny. We ourselves. have to understand and that's Listen not to your wife. It's not a it's not a well Listen she's that it. way, I'm going to the other room, not dealing well, I'm not dealing with that today. No. We are supposed to forbear how she is. She is we have to understand that she's she is the way she is. And also this is understanding who your specific wife is. Her weaknesses, things that might affect her, things that... Uh, he's, he's a quarterback, John. Yeah. He's a quarterback. He, he discerns um, what he hears. He listens. He's compassionate. He listens to his wife, and he channels that and says, baby, here's what, I, here's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Here's what, and here's what the Word of God says about that, so we need to take this right here. And she's submissive, and she listens because he's speaking to her from the Word right. of God. Right. He's, he's, he, he receives that play, and then he... He runs that play. He mm -hmm. receives from her. And there's some times that he's going to have to tell her, and she can't be so sensitive and so arrogant and so stuck on herself, mm -hmm. on pride, and this women's lib stuff and all that garbage out there in the world yeah. that she says, you know what, who are you to tell me? You ain't going to tell me. I've had women tell me, you ain't going to tell me what to do. You're controlling. Well, 
I said, you're not going to like, like Jesus very much at all. No. Well, what do you mean? Because, you know, in your definition of controlling, it's because I say that we're, it's for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you're not going to live in his house unless you serve the Lord before you get there. You, you ain't going to get there. Repent. Follow the ways of God. Yeah, in, in your definition of carnality, that might seem controlling to you. But it is for the protection. It is for your protection. It is for your growth. It is for your nourishment. It is for you to fulfill the call that God has placed you in you. It's to yes. fit. It's to fit in your rank order of what God. Quit trying to do what you want to do and right. do it. Let 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 that and, be molded and, and channeled what like, God has called you to do. And just like because verse seven is about what husbands are supposed to do, we just talked about husbands understanding. And here's the deal: Did I do the best job of that in my first marriage? No. Absolutely not. None of us did. Okay, and that's the problem. It, it, it's a just like what you know. We're not saying women, you do this or else. Just like men, husbands, we can't. We're not going to be perfect. What we're saying is when we're you fail, you're supposed to strive you, you towards back that. to the Word of God and you say, yeah. yes, I, I missed it, I failed. And eventually, the more you do that, submit to God there, the, the less often you're going to fail at these right. things. Let me read this note in my Bible real quick. It says, the believer is to live God's love in such a way that it permeates the whole family situation. Now, love is based, it comes from God. And if you're not in the Word of God, then you don't have love. And love covers a multitude of sins. It, it gives much grace. Um, for the person that has a desire to serve the ways of God that may not be perfect. And I was reading right here that uh, Peter exhorts that while the continual words of a believing spouse may become a nagging irritant, their changed and loving behavior is more persuasive testimony than they, than they manifest love not in the world, but indeed. So they're not manifesting, let me say it this way, manifesting the love as the world sees it, which is really just a type of lust, mm -hmm. a type of self-gratification, but love is based out of the Word of God for the, for the concern of humanity and another soul. Mm -hmm. And so it's important. And then in verse 8, it goes on to say, finally, all of you be of one mind, okay? And it says, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous. Now I wrote down the word for that is, is be humble. And I wrote down that, um, that, that be of one mind, even the Word of God, that the old triangle that has the husband on the one corner and the wife on the other and God, if they're looking at God, then they can be of one mind. And uh, I, I want to read the note at the back of my chapter here. It says that, that uh, growing in godliness, John speaks strongly about living godly lives. He clearly teaches that our knowledge and love of God will be evident by our obedience to His Word. Did y'all hear that? And love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are not to simply talk about love, but to love, uh, but to love practically by giving to and caring for those in need. Simply put, if we know and love Jesus, then we are to live and love as he lived and loved. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Know that both love and righteousness are evidence of your salvation. Did you hear that? Love and righteousness, and I'm going to go a little further, and obedience mm -hmm. are symbolic of your salvation. That's what they are. And again, we're talking about two people who are trying to serve God. We're not talking about the idiot that runs off and jumps in somebody else's bed and all that kind of stuff. There may be a love for them, but you don't let them bring that harlot back into right. your life. Your soul is too precious to God to allow that. But if God gives you the grace and they repent, if you become a Hosea, but not all are called to be and Hosea. And that is why that example mm -hmm. is a concession for divorce. And I don't remember, it's in one of the Gospels. Jesus talks about mm -hmm. that you can divorce and remarry if adultery occurs because of what you're saying that other spirit that they bring into the the other parts the other things that you know people like i said irreconcilable no way without repentance right because without with repentance that other that curse can be broken mm -hmm. that other soul tie can be broken that that yeah. 
person having uh, an otherwise it's just compromise otherwise you're welcoming in whatever that other yeah. person that they got with had into their life and, that's, and we wind that, up in latter, in the latter conditions yeah. worse than the first and deuteronomy 24 talks about that's a defilement a defilement it's a defilement yeah. so, so in verse 9 it says not returning evil for evil uh or reviling for uh reviling but on the contrary blessing knowing that you were called to this that you may inherit a blessing and, and so, and, and we'll, 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 we'll do closing notes right there because this is long. And so, yeah. John, go ahead. Well, I just, you know, for that one, not rendering evil for evil, rolling from, because that's what the excuse is. Well, you're in verse one and two, you're supposed to be chaste, pure. You're not supposed to attack. You're supposed to have a kind spirit. This is another example of that. Well, you don't know what they did to me. It doesn't matter. You don't know what it they did doesn't to Jesus. Matter. Yeah, right. And you're, and that's the thing with marriages that are so broken nowadays is, well, they cheated, so I'm going to cheat, or they cheated, so it's mm. okay that I did this or felt this way. Your relationship, and that's why we have to submit to God individually first. Right. Because that whatever someone does to you should not affect your walk with Christ. Right. I'm not going to turn into an adulterer all of a sudden because of what happened to me in my first marriage. Right. That would be falling into sin, falling into what Satan wants that curse to be. I, it shouldn't affect me. Right. You know, and in the same, you know, same sense right. of, of, of anything else you get hit it's not okay to hit back right. now it's not okay to sit there you leave but you show them with your chase conduct protect yourself how protect you're your going heart. to show your christian walk because right. and it says that in well numerous vo verses but um yeah in verse at the end of verse one there'll be one uh over and it talks about that in uh first corinthians 7 as yeah. well there'll be one over because of your walk their are their their non-carnal yet spiritual walk with with christ mm -hmm. will influence lives and you know um now as we uh, get ready to close this lesson as you can see there's going to be many um i hope it blesses you and 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 all of you know seven seven to eight out of ten of every marriage you know is probably ten out of ten because most of you don't know many godly people. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, we're asking you to send this and take a chance. I know they're not going to listen an hour long, some of them. But if they're supposed to, the Holy Ghost is going to get on them at the right time and they're going to listen. But I'm going to get into some things. Me and John are going to get into some things um, as we go. And I don't know exactly when to inject this. Now, you know, we're talking about some practical good things here. But we haven't talked about the, the spiritual force here. Um, I've had some experience with Jezebel. If you don't know who Jezebel is, that was the queen that was married to Ahab. And uh, she's the one that struck fear in Elijah and caused him to run away. Uh, this is a very strong demonic spirit. And there's some things that some of you are dealing with that you're being attacked with. And I, again, I'm not going to teach on that today. But this Jezebel spirit probably operates, I'm, I'm assuming, more rampant than what we think. Um, I wish that I would have taken the advice that I'm giving myself here, but I did not. Um, because I thought that God loved me so much, and he does, that he would do the work that needed to be done. But the bottom line was this. The other person has a choice in the matter. Yes. Okay? So as we close this lesson, remember, a relationship must be based around the Word of God and the Word of God alone, and only the long haul will tell that, not one or two times. Because if you're a year from now, and this, this man that you think is going to be your husband, is, he's beginning to fade and beginning to put other things first and all that kind of stuff, kick him to the curb. He ain't the one. If this man is compromising and he's uh, trying to have sex with you, kick him to the curb. He ain't the one. Yeah. Okay? You need to understand that. That's, that's point one and two that I brought up. The next thing is, is that Jezebel, these demonic spirits, are very, very good. Mm -hmm. They studied marriage way back in the garden. Remember, it basically it's a spirit of Satan. 
And these demons have specific assignments and people allow these into their life. And they may not even know that they're operating under this spell, so to speak, under this power. But we're going to get into some of that as we move along. But I hope this is a, will be a blessing for you guys. And I'm going to shut up, turn over to John, and he can well, say what he needs to say and pray us out. And uh, we'll see you next week on marriage. You Amen. know, I just, I just think so much about what Satan is attacking. It's very clear what his primary purpose of attack meant. That's not a word, but what he's after. Because we talk about abortion, we talk about homosexuality, we talk about those 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 things that are corruptible that that is talked about Sodom and Gomorrah, different places uh, in the Bible that you know reasons why God um, did what He did as far as punishment goes. Um, but Satan attacks the marriage first and foremost, mm -hmm. and it's so easy to nowadays because two it, very rarely do you find two believers that wait till marriage. That, and that's speaking to me. I mean, we're you know, we're not perfect here. We made our mistakes. Like Coach Shelby said, I wish I knew some of this stuff ten years ago. You know, I wish I was brought up with it. I'm I am doing everything I can to beat this stuff into my kids. You know, Michaela not so much yet. She's three, but James he's learning this stuff as his mind allows because this is such a crucial thing that we are doing a disservice to your kids. And just think about how many of y'all talk to your kids about that well how many of y'all were talked to about this stuff how many of y'all talked to your kids about this stuff because that's the biggest thing for me is nine over 90 percent of the world 95 nine, maybe a hundred percent of the world no it's not 100 99 percent let's say they don't look at marriage that covenant bond in front of god with the importance that it really has and that's why our society has suffered tremendously in this fickle state that it's in and it trickles down and there's a reason why our society is broken you know we talk about people in the coronavirus and the world and this praying for our country and you know it always kind of crosses me because we pray for our country and our leaders but bottom line is we know our country's going down at some point it's going down bible's very clear and it talks about the jezebel spirit i don't remember what church it was but in revelation i mean it's a it's a spirit and it's there and um there's uh you know there, there's just so much with this and i this, you know we went an hour today and this could go seven eight podcast i don't know but you know it i will. it's it's such a topic because and it's so important because it's the found it's helped sets the foundation for the family the family sets the foundation for communities and you can go up the hierarchy states right. country whatever Amen. but it starts with the family and it starts with two godly people right doing it the right way and getting getting married and following God. Everything you look at, and if you're one of those people listening and you're offended by any of this, you need to go back and, what is it Paul says, we should uh, self-evaluate our, our walk. Examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. Corinthians 13.5. Right. Yeah. All the time. We examine yeah. our, our walk. And if you're not, if, if, you're, if you're married right now and you're like, we're good. You're probably not good because you need to be doing this stuff all the time. Not just this this passage, but if you're if you're married and you've been married thirty years and you don't read the word and you don't pray together, um, it's not what God designed. Okay, no, so if God's not first in your home. It's it's not what God designed, um, but it doesn't mean it can't be made right. Right, absolutely, and that's you know right. that's such the great thing about God is it's never too late. There's going to be a time where it's too late. Yeah. It's not yet. But until not you're yet. dead, man, yeah, we, yeah. we have a chance for everything. If they're listening, it ain't too late. And, right, and he is so welcoming to that. Right. It's, not, it's not a question of whether he's going to take you back. Right. There's no question. He will. 
You just yeah. got to take that step and do it. Yeah. And it's not to say that you need to hit the reset button because you're married now and you've done it wrong. You can change it right now, and you'll see the transformation. Amen. I saw the transformation in me when I was trying to work things out by myself, when I was doing this first six verses on my own with that unbelieving spouse. And, man, the changes that that ha that occurred in me. And I know we'll get into that testimony stuff, mm -hmm. but um, it's yeah, powerful we're, stuff. We're going to be exposed during this lesson, I'm telling you, because we've got to speak truth, and we don't do that to hurt any other party. No. Um, I truly love the, the souls, and because God does, of all those people, even those that are living in uh, those states that we talked about, the wrong state. Um, but we've got to speak truth for the benefit of those who have a desire to serve God. We've got to. We have to. So, yeah, I'm going to testify and come out of my comfort zone a little yeah. bit. I just don't know how, when, what. When the Holy Spirit prompts, I'm going to go with it. So, anyway, we appreciate you guys, man. God bless you guys. Send us around the world, and this is a message people need to hear. Yep. Amen? Amen. You want me to finish yeah, out? Pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this day you've given us, thank the breath that you give us for every, every step that we just take for granted, Lord. And we just we ask that this message reaches those who need to hear it, and those who think they don't need to hear it, those listening that think they have it figured out, because we don't have it figured out. We are lifelong Thank learners, Jesus. continually growing in this process, Lord. And Lord, let this, let your word fall on these ears with the power that it has, because we're not sitting here praising ourselves or preaching from our opinions. This is the word of God. Yes. This is your word, and it's breathed by you. And those people who have that bond Thank out there, Jesus. men and women, that bond of not listening because it doesn't align with their will. Lord, break that bond and show them that they're worshiping a God that is not who you are and what you represent, God. Please let this message go out to everyone it can. Let it reach out. Let us see these parts that we just praise you and glorify you and show people the differences that can happen with that true rank order of what the family, what you designed it to be. Yes. Let us recover from that, Lord. Let us do your will in all things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.
would be to demean and to remove the power and to degrade the spirit of the living God. Now, you might make some mistakes, but I promise you, you won't be happy making the mistakes that God hates. And those are sin. Even the good things that you do by your own power are sin unto God. For the flesh cannot please God, nor will God glory in your flesh. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, Romans chapter 8, are the sons and daughters of God. But it was these Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land that were living there, the ones that back when Israel crossed over the Jordan and they went into Canaan, the Jebusites were never driven out. Now, I need to give you some history here. We know today it's Jerusalem. This was the stronghold of Zion. This was the old ways of life that are never dealt with. Some of you may have truly had an encounter with God. Maybe you truly did repent, but you're still struggling. You're still struggling trying to make everything all right. You're still struggling with flashbacks from the past. You're still dealing with sin, uh, what, what should I say, flesh patterns. You're still dealing with those oppressive demons. You know, just because you met the Lord does not mean that those demons just say, oh, you got, you got saved, she or he met the Lord, and I'm just going to pack my bags and leave. No, there is an assignment. Just as David here, he had to take the stronghold of Zion, and he made it his house. He made it the city of David, even Jerusalem. My brother and sister, when you born, get born again and saved, there's some things that got to be done. You got to declare war against some things in your life because now you're anointed to win the battle. Do you understand? Because Jesus won the battle on the cross of Calvary. When he said it is finished, and our faith in him and him alone will cause us to get up, according to Ephesians 6, put on the armor of God and declare war against the, the flesh, the world, and the devil. And you'll know it. You'll know your enemy because there'll be a hatred inside you towards the things that God hates. And there'll be a love for the things that God loves. That's called a change of direction. That's called truly being born again. That's what that's called. So the Jebusites taunted David. Are you being taunted by your past? Are you being taunted by past fears, addictions? Are you being taunted by past friends, family members? And they said, you'll never get in here. We'll always have a hold of you. You know, you, you, you haven't changed a lick just because you say you got born again. We always have a tie to you. Like old friends keep coming around. Old messages keep coming. Old Facebook uh, uh, messengers and posts and things keep coming as if nothing has changed. But that's where you have to declare war. That's where you have to stand and stand there for. That's where under the anointing of God, you must go in and take back what the devil has possessed your whole life. And now that you're born again, that is the city of Zion. That is the stronghold of David that must come down. The old ways must pass away. Behold, all things become new. I said the old ways must be dead and all things must become new. Even the blind and the lame, they said, shall keep you out. For the Jebusites thought they were safe, but David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now called the city of David. And on the day of the attack, David said to his troops, I hate those lame and blind Jebusites. Now that in the carnal mind cannot be understood, but I hate the works of the devil. I hate it. For anybody that's headed to hell is truly blind, lame, crippled. I hate the works of darkness. And he said, whoever attacks them should strike by going into the city through the water tunnel. I said, you'll, you'll have no victory any other way except through the word of God. The water represents the word, and the tunnel rep represents the narrow way, even through Christ and Christ alone. He is the gate. He is the way. He is the path. You understand what I'm saying? The water. Let the water wash you. Let the water anoint you. Let the spirit of God come upon you and lead you 
with sword drawn, wield your sword into battle under the unction of the Holy One. That is the original saying. The blind and lame may never enter the house. You understand what it means when God said that in the Old Testament, I won't bother to teach with that at this time, that the blind and the lame may not enter the house. That represents not a cruelty of God because of a handicap of a human being, but it represents the forces of darkness being blind and lame. So David made the fortress his home, and he called it the city of David. My brother and sister, I need to tell you today, it's time to take back some things and take charge over some things that God has given you that the devil has had, had in his possession far too long. If you're truly born again and saved, it's time to drop to your knees, fill up with the Holy Ghost to overflow, and pick your sword up and let God lead you by the waterway and take back the stronghold of Zion. Take back the place of the Jebusites. Take back the place of your past and be done with it once and for all. And then I want you to build right there because it's, it's no wonder that the devil is going to try and yet succeed if you don't understand what I'm talking about. To build his stronghold right in the very place where God has called you to be. Does that make sense why things get so tough sometimes? If you truly met God, because there's some things that need to be dealt with. The victory is won, but the evidence of that victory, the evidence that you believe, is that you spend time with God and you're willing to go sword first through the waterway into that place and deal with it. I said deal with it in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Be blessed today. I hope this is an, an encouragement to you. And I hope you're making a list of things that God has called you to deal with. It's time in Jesus' name.